This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the 1912 Exiles podcast, the only Newport County podcast that's made by the fans for the fans. Uh, I'm Austin today, it's Ian, and uh, we've got Ed with me. Hi Ed, how's it going? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, feeling um, feeling calmer than I was this time yesterday afternoon. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, we've hit the all-important 10 games in marker, which is, I think, a lot for a lot of us, that's, that's the sort of thing, first thing we look at, how we do and what's happening. Um, we did have a plan on the pod today to get a crack panel of experts together to explore what's working, what isn't, um, how's the season going so far. But for various reasons, you've just got me and Ed, so we're gonna we're gonna sort of chew the fat a little bit today. But we're also gonna use the uh, the county fan hive mind. Um, we've had lots of messages through the 1912 uh, Exiles account, Twitter account. So we're gonna we're gonna mull on some of those comments as well and see if we can pick the bones out of what's been happening and, and particularly on, on on the last game. Uh, yesterday. So I let's get straight to that, I think. Um, I had a chat with the Carlisle guys on the pod, which was which was great during the week. Um, they haven't won down at our place for a very long time, and they still haven't won down at our place for a very long time. I, I was beaming in from uh, from my sofa in Leeds, but Ed, you were there. What did you make of it all? What was your main observations? Uh, have you stopped ranting? Where are you? What's going yeah, on? Well, it's, it's funny. Just before we hit record, I was saying I'd, I like recording on a Sunday after the Saturday because it gives you that time to have a bit of perspective and after the Barrow game um, I was sort of cross and frustrated after that match but by the Sunday I'd sort of developed a bit of perspective and sort of it felt a bit I feel like it's sort of been the reverse this weekend I came out of the game yesterday trying to find the positives and I'll talk about those in a moment but I sort of feel 24 hours on I, I don't know I may be a little bit gloomier perhaps than I was immediately afterwards so I, I I don't know we'll see sort of how it shakes out over the course of the conversation but um going into yesterday I think there was a strong consensus that it was a, a don't lose sort of game um, I think another home defeat and James Robery might have found himself looking down the barrel we talked um last week about stopping the rot picking an experienced 11 playing with a bit more purpose moving it more quickly through midfield 
coming out of the blocks, fired up so that the crowd could get behind the team. And largely, County did that yesterday and did it really well for the first 45 minutes. Um, and I think I texted you at half time to say that that first half was a million times better than the Barrow game. Um, the team looked determined to put things right. There was an energy and an intensity to our performance that had been lacking. And although we rode our luck a little bit at, at times, we also got our reward with that uh, well-taken goal by Nathan Mariah Welsh, who played really well. Um, and I think if we got a second goal before half time, I don't think there would have been a way back for Carlisle. So there was definitely um, a lot that we could take that was good. But then things kind of unraveled in the second half. And and what frustrated me, and I think the thing that has stayed with me as a worry, is that the signs were there early on. Now, whether it was tactics or whether it was nerves, we sat so much deeper in that second half and invited Carlisle onto us. And we sort of lost that cutting edge and that intensity that we'd shown. And it was really noticeable that Will Evans, who had a great game and was probably my man of the match, was having to come deeper and deeper and deeper to get the ball. Um, and uh, Hayden Lindley went from being sort of defensive midfielder to basically being a, a third centre-half by um, the middle of that second half. And when Carlisle made um, their double substitution, the, the pressure was really starting to tell. So there were some positives. There were some big points of concern, I think, as well. Um, and, you know, some of that was inconsistent performances, but um, uh, I think some of it was down to questionable decisions from the manager as well in terms of the personnel that, that perhaps he picked um, and persisting um, maybe with some of the less experienced players who, I don't know, I just felt we needed, particularly when we were ahead in that game yesterday, I felt we could have done with a few more grizzled old pros on the pitch. Um, and And yeah, we didn't get it right second half. We needed to keep the intensity up and, and as soon as we as soon as it became obvious we weren't doing that um it was yeah increasingly concerning so we played better for 45 minutes there were some seeds of optimism but we are going to have to start playing well for much longer spells um and and probably making better use of our bench as well so i don't know that was my take what what did you make of it from afar yeah i was um it's really interesting because I, you know, I didn't, I haven't, didn't see the Stevenage or the or the Barrow game, which I, which I understand were were, were woeful, um, and it was very clear early on that 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 the, you know, the first eleven were nervous. You could feel the sort of nervousness, I think, in in some of the passing, particularly. I think I mean I don't know what the stats are like, but our passing seems a little bit off so far this season for me. There's, there seems to be quite a lot of quite simple mistakes being made, you know, short, you know, balls being sort of passed out of play and, you know, not, not making, not making, you know, not making quite straightforward passes. Um, whether that's nerves, you know, it's, it's understandable if you're on a bit of a losing trot, isn't it? But then I thought we got it. I thought we got into the game. I thought, um, you know, Nevers is a, is a bit of a head scratcher one for me. And we might come on to this when we talk about subs, because I think this is going to be quite an interesting uh, debate maybe. So he has the ability to look quite good going forward, but absolutely lost covering and and, and coming backwards. Um, but he did look he did look decent at times. Um, there are definitely times when I'm thinking to him, pass the ball or get a ball in now, and he tends to want a like 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 a lot of wingers, 
keep going sometimes when actually get your head up and look at where the options are, yeah. which come, which will come down for coaching. But, you know, he set the goal up, didn't he? And I thought, again, Mariah Welsh, you know, was great. I'd like to see him. He sometimes seems he was a bit, he seemed to be a bit right side for me yesterday. And I, and I, I think the more we can get him in the middle, the, the, the better we will be because of his energy. Um, he had a slight lucky, it was a slight lucky ricochet in the, in the box, but his, his run to get to that position to, to anticipate the ball coming in from Nevis, I thought was, was excellent. And, and, and then the when he having got into that position yeah. as well, I mean, you get the bit of luck, but what's, what's yeah. the, what's the, the cliche, you know, the more I practice, the luckier I get, you know, yeah, it makes exactly. Run, he gets a bit of luck, but then the finish over the keeper is very cool and, and looked great as well. So I thought that was, a, I thought that was a great goal. And like you say, if we could have, if we could have got a second there, I think, I think we were, we were good, we're good to go, weren't we? Um, and then this, you know that we have let in some, you know, some scrappy goals this year. And I think that the Carlisle goal again was a scrappy goal, wasn't it? You know, the ball comes across from a corner. I don't know how it, a few players seem to miss it. You know, it ricochets about, and you know, to be fair, that they're centre back, you know, it a good finish. But you're like, oh, stop that ball coming in, you know. And if it is getting, get it out, you know. And and then obviously because confidence is a little bit fragile. You have that bit where you do, where suddenly every you you naturally start wanting to keep what you've got rather than maybe push on the, to 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 get to get the winner. Um, so yeah, the second half wasn't great, and there were some interesting bits to me. I like tactically, I thought you know, so Adam Lewis down the left, mm. um, and this comes back to the Nevis thing for me. Man of the match, he, Adam Lewis. Let let us not forget. I mean, I understand that. I understand <laughs> that. Well, it's not mine, but I understand <laughs> not that. Mine, but the, the, the I understand that the sponsors have had a couple of beers, and they because I think well, I think he's very willing, and he flies into the yeah. tackles, and I think I, I do think he has something. You know, I he, agree. Yeah, his, yeah. You know, his crossing is is good. He's got a good left foot. There was a point during that game though where for me I'd have taken I'd have taken Nevers off because his inability to track back was causing us problems down that side. So they were overloading all the time. I'd have then pushed Scouse Lewis up a little bit and I'd have brought other Lewis, Aaron Lewis, on behind him and shored up that side, but but also given us a bit of an attacking threat through through Scouse Lewis myself. And I think that, you know, once you start once you start having a problem down one side, the whole the whole team gets a little bit off kilter doesn't it uh, yeah and it was pretty obvious yesterday Carlisle had decided that our left-hand side was where they were going to target and I, I, I'm with you I think Adam Lewis shows some good um, touches and I thought some of his tackling yesterday actually was was really good as well but a little bit like Lindley you know he, he has the odd moment of brilliance and will look very accomplished and technically very good but will then make a, a silly mistake and that's just a bit of inexperience, a bit of naivety. Um, and and I think that's okay. And, you know, we, we clearly want to bring through the, the, those young players and that's fine. But I think in a big game like yesterday, those, those were the two decisions that I felt were a bit of a gamble. I'm with you. I think Aaron Lewis at left back, um, all right, perhaps doesn't give you quite the same attacking prowess, but it's it's much steadier. And likewise, Lindley, you know, you you mentioned about some wayward passes. I mean, the first half, there were a couple of moments when he just passed the ball to no one. Um, and, you know, we lose possession. And uh, I think, yeah, they were they were gambles that we, we sort of got away with a little bit. But um, I wonder whether starting them in games is in everyone's best interest at the moment when we're under pressure and under such scrutiny. 
I, I'd agree with that, but I also think I felt a little bit, I felt a little bit sorry for Scott Lewis at times because he was getting overloaded. Um, a part of that is that whoever is on that left left hand side in front of him, whether we're playing whatever formation we're playing, that person's got a, that person's got a trap back. They've got a trap back with their runner. Um, and Neves wasn't doing that. So for all he gave us going forward, he, he was allowing a big chunk of space behind him, which 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 created problems for for Scouts, I think. Um, and and talking of talking of substitutions, we got a we've I think that was a really interesting point of the game here. There's two, there's two elements of this for me. Firstly, the, the the Carlisle substitution, the double subs they made, and the guy they brought on on the right hand side, you know, again giving us a problem. He he created problems for us. Um, and they were really positive substitutions made by made by Carlisle. Secondly, Newport's sort of either lack of substitutions or substitutions too late or not responding to the to the Carlisle one. This is quite interesting for me because last season, you know, my name my namesake Street used to come on for about three seconds of a match, and I used to be sort of game on, you know. Um, it's an interesting Robbery trait. This that he doesn't seem to make substitutions very early, you know doesn't give doesn't give people 15 or 20 minutes does he? you tend to get 90 seconds which no one can do anything in that time and yet I think at the start of the season he was really effusive in his praise of the fact that we can now make five subs yeah, yeah, which yeah. is great but if you only make them a 30 seconds to go there's not there's not much they can do um and we had a few comments um on Twitter from um Dan Grace 97 Blair Eno Carl Williams, um, a few, a few others were all questioning the substitution usage, either, either the timings of it, the fact that it was Bogle coming off, Nevers coming off, but also the inability maybe to react to the Carlisle one, which changed the game. What, what, what was your view there, Ed, in terms of the subs and how we played that? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all the, the comments we had on Twitter about the, the substitutions. I, I think they were bizarre I think when you're winning a game one nil against an attacking side you know you'll we'll come on to Carlisle's substitution you're right that that's sort of changed the game from their point of view but I think before that we had a chance to make some substitutions of our own winning it at home against an attacking team it was crying out and I'm going to come back to it again for some experienced heads and you look at the bench and you've got Matty Dolan you've got Robbie Wilmot you've got Aaron Wildig any of whom could have helped to steady the ship in midfield um, potentially coming on for for Lindley, who, like I say, I think did okay, but was getting forced back and had made some wayward passes. But instead, we took off Nevers and brought on James Waite, who I personally like as a player, but I don't think he was what we needed in that situation. You know, we have that opportunity to add a bit of, you know, steel in midfield or, or a bit of experience um, and, and didn't take it. And then, as you say, we left our other changes until injury time. And, and I felt... Um, particularly sorry for Chan Kazimba, who I think was given four whole minutes to make his mark and change the game. And and I I really don't think it is fair on a striker, particularly a young striker, to bring them on with three or four minutes because um, quite apart from anything else, the cold hard stats will show that that's an appearance where they didn't get a goal. And those of us who are at the game will know that that's because they weren't given the time to do it. But for their Wikipedia entry, it just looks like they're ineffective. When you know it wasn't Zimba's fault, he didn't get a goal yesterday. The substitutions are a legitimate criticism. It, it felt as though we didn't um, try to change the game ourselves by shoring things up and bringing on some experience. But yeah, um, when Carlisle made their changes and, and changed their shape, we 
we didn't really react to it well. And, and again, Martin, I think, had a you know his usual graphic up showing successful passes and average positions when players received them. And, and it underlined just how flat and how deep we ended up becoming during that game. Yeah, I, I've got a I've got a been thinking about the subs one for me. And I've got a little this could be a you know, one of my ridiculous sofa theories, you know, but you know, Robery's a coach, isn't he? Right? So he's there to bring players on and coach players. That's what that that's his background. Substitutions and game management is management, you know, and there's a dead they're different things, aren't they? And I and I wonder whether, you know, because as we all know he's 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 new he's new at this. And he's going to take time to grow into his role and all, all of those things. I do wonder whether he's focusing on the coaching of the players and maybe a bit less on the in-game management of like, well, what happened, you know, reacting to the Carlisle change, for example. I, I don't know whether that's true. You know, there's any basis in that whatsoever or it's just me, you know, processizing from the from, from the sofa. But um, it, it does make me wonder a little bit about the subs, the subs issue because we, we, we don't tend to use our bench very well, I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I mean I'm not a big fan of the idea of five subs, but we've got that, so yeah, we should be making full use of it if we've got this this big strong competitive squad that we keep being told we have. And, and um, sort of coming on from that, and a lot of people mentioned the subs, but we had a couple of tweets. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to read two out for you, Ed, because they they take very contrasting views, really, which is possibly sums up the fan base and, and us lot at nineteen twelve towers, to be honest with you. So Carl Williams was saying, he said, he said, he's, I'm camped in the Robry out. He said, today was appalling. Carlisle are poor, but they battered us for the last 25 minutes. Robry's out of depth. He changed the game in their favour with a so- shocking decision to sub Nevers for weight, who, in my opinion, wouldn't get into any other EFL team. So that's Carl's view, right? But Kieran Mahoney was saying, definitely better than recent games. We look better as a back four. Not sure and Lindley, I think we could do with some old heads in the middle of the park, as you were saying, like Wilmot and Wildig. But we've got to take the positives and try and build on that. So there's very different views there about, you know, are we are we a sinking ship, uh, hold below the waterline, you know, or are we better than that? We're we're working our way through it. We you know we're getting the paddles and we just need to all paddle in the right direction. What's 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 your take on it, Ed? Um, I think I'm slightly more with Kieran than. I am with Carl. I, I don't agree with Carl in terms of, um, you know, he said Carlisle were, were poor. And I'm I'm not sure that's fair. I think they were a, a decent attacking side and there were no mugs. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he was right that the, the subs were, were peculiar. I, I probably have a slightly kinder opinion of weight than um, than he does. But I, I think his point about taking Nevers off and bringing weight on was a, a peculiar one we've already talked about. But um, yeah, I mean, I think broadly though, Kieran made makes a good point that it was better than recent games. And I think, you know, you've got to be objective about it. That first half performance was good. We rode our luck a little bit, but we got our goal. But And I think we looked okay. And, and Robri said as much post-match yesterday that if we kept that intensity going, um, then I think we could have got all three points. We didn't. And that's really where the... The problem is, um, last week on the pod, I said I was worried that Robbery was making a good group of players into less than the sum of their parts. I think yesterday was much more positive and we resembled much more the county of that sort of middle bit of last season when we looked really, really good. But it, it was only in spells. Um, and so I think, yeah, we, we now have to build on that, as, as Kieran says. And I think probably the way we do that is to, to make full use of the experience that we've got. 
Yeah, and that, that touches on um, Hamid Baladabari was saying on Twitter again, he said, you know, we've, we've stopped the run of defeats. Clark and Demetrio must be the starting centre-backs going forward, which again maybe touches on experience. We need to make substitutions earlier, so another person on the subs, and we need Wildig back in the starting eleven badly. And I would agree with that, because I think that Wildig could be a good player for us, but we we just haven't seen much of him, have we? In the same same way, I don't know when Zanzala's due back, but you know, I think we need Wilder back in back in the team ASAP. We seem to. Were we playing a back four yesterday? I think we were, weren't we? Uh, uh, and and is that because I think a few people have been calling for that, haven't they? And again, if we are going down that road, are, are we with Hamid at Clark and Dimitri over the back two? Is that- yeah, I think so. Um, and I think someone else. I think it, it might have been um, Chris Simmons said on on Twitter that. Um, Mickey Dimitri looked like he was back to his best and I, I think that was true but I think the reason or one of the reasons why Dimitri looked so good yesterday was that he had Clark alongside him and I think that to me sort of settles that question about um, our best kind of defensive balance I think you need Dimitri and Clark even if they maybe aren't the the quickest if if you have um, the right players around them then you can you can perhaps get away with it and they give you strength in other areas so um, yeah, that back four yesterday, you know, there's an argument about which Lewis you put in at left back, but I think Dimitri Clark and Norman seems to work well. And there may be games where, for good reason, you may want to change to a, a back five. But um, I just feel like the back four, when it's the right players, looks fine. And it give, then gives you that extra man in midfield and you can do a little bit more there. And 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 have you, Ed, I mean, I've been sort of pondering on this, this idea that, you know, you touched on it there, and a couple of the a couple of the con- uh, people who tweeted in. You know, we we we're good in patches, or we're getting it right in patches, and the intensity the intensity element is quite interesting for me because, like you said, the first half once we got over the nerves, the intensity was was really good. You know, we all quick to the ball. You know, even even things like taking the throw-ins quickly, getting 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 on it and getting it moving. And then you know, half time comes along, and I don't know what what they're sipping in the bovril, but but something something <laughs> something weird is going on, and. And and, he, and, I, and I, but I, I have no idea what that is. We seem to be shockingly bad in second half at the moment. I, is there anything you can put your finger on as to what what's going on there, or, or is it simply that the other teams are reacting to what we're doing and that they're making changes and we're not? What I thought was interesting yesterday, straight out the blocks, they've clearly been told, right, don't think about passing it along the back line, back and forward, back and forward, get it forward, get it through midfield, and they did that. And there was on the rare occasions when they did revert to type and just pass it, you know, Lewis to Dimitri, Dimitri to Clark, Clark to Norman, Norman back to Clark, you know, right the way along. When they did that a couple of times, there was this very quick, you could see them going, oh, wait, hang on, we, we were told not to do this and immediately sort of started to get it forward, um, which was, that was like light and day compared to the Barrow game. Where I think we slightly lost that snap and that intensity was the players in front seemed to be, coming deep partly because the we were a little bit slower in moving the ball forward but also the players coming deep then meant there weren't options further forward so Evans and Mariah Welsh it felt like they were they were sort of coming back a bit further than they had in the first half so it, I think it was about positioning as much as um kind of the, the snappiness with the passes I think I think that's I think that's fair enough Ed I, I'd probably go along with that it is interesting though isn't it how we you know, we do seem to we do seem to peter out in games rather than getting stronger, which is something I think has to keep our eye on as we go forward. And I guess that leads us on to I mean I I'm not and I'll be honest on the pod I'm not one of these people who's been sort of Damocles is hanging over Robri. Do you know what I mean? I'm 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 of the view that we when we appointed him 
and I chatted a little bit about this on the with the Carlisle guys. You know, at our level, we you've got two choices. You you, you get a wizened old person who's been around the block, or you get someone who's up and coming, don't you? That's that's your two choices, really. And um, and I, I applauded us for going for, for for the progressive option, but that means that they're not the finished article, and they're going to take and they're going to make mistakes, and they're going to take time to get their, get their get their act together. A bit like on a very small level, you know, Arteta last year at Arsenal was criticised. You know, we, we've talked about, you know, Roby needing a good few windows. You know, the still, you know, the core of the squad probably still isn't his. You know, whether he, whether he's trying to get us to play in a certain way that we, we haven't quite got the players to do yet. So I, I'm not the sort of Damocles having over Roby, but I know there's a lot of national teeth going on that they can probably hear up in Carlisle from mm-hmm. our fan base. But do we think, do we think that, that 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 performance yesterday is a little bit of a, does that take the heat off or does it add more pressure? Is there a state of execution? What... Not that I ever thought we should be getting rid of him anyway. Where, where, where are you? Where are you? Are, are you? are you stay of execution, positive? What him out yeah. the door? What, what's your thing? We appointed a very technically accomplished young manager who understood the club, understood what we were trying to do, was happy to work within our system with the sporting director and everything else. Him, him and Darren Kelly have shaped this squad and we've got... I think by most common consent, we've got a, a good group of players. And so I think any decision to change the setup or to change the manager needs to be really well thought, thought through. You know, I, I mean, I saw people saying, oh, we should get Tony Pulis in. Like, one, we can't afford Tony Pulis. Secondly, if we've taken this decision that we want to be this like fluid footballing side that makes the most of young players, like you don't bring in someone who will want to play Route 1 football and you know, uh, not kind of bring through any any youth either. So, like, you've got to stick with, like, what's the, the ethos of the club and what's the philosophy behind the sort of football we want to play, right? In terms of Robry himself, I think he's definitely bought himself um, some more time. Um, and, you know, he's got to make the most of that now. I think, you know, Oriental way, I don't think anyone is expecting to get um, a great deal from that. You know, if we do, then that's a bonus. But as you say, you then have a month. I know we've got Swindon away in that because of the, the delayed game from a few weeks ago, but you've got Rochdale, Crawley, Colchester, um, and we, we need to start picking up some some points from those. And that Rochdale game at home, I think is, um, I'm not going to say a must win because who knows where, what points we might pick up from elsewhere. But that's the sort of game where, you know, if you're at home to a, a relegation candidate, you really need to look like you've got something about you at that point. And I think we're all desperate for Robry to succeed. It's it's in his hands now. I think he's going to have a few more weeks to to prove his case. Um, I hope he does so. And I really hope that he leans a little bit more on some of the experienced players in the dressing room, at least in the short term, to steady the ship. Because I, I, do, I do think his philosophy and his ambitions for the club are really good and really noble. But if you don't if you don't get the results you need then you're not going to get chance to put those into action so like we said last time i think he needs to be pragmatic so that he gets the time to do what he wants to do here because otherwise i think we'll end up going a little bit backwards um as we have to bring in a new manager and i think it would be a, a shame for him as well no i would agree with everything you said there ed and and i think we've also like probably like lo- lots of lots of squads been a touch a touch unlucky on the on the injury front because i think that you know, if we go back to the opening day at Sutton where we had Bogle and Zanzala and Wildig in the team, that's the only game, I think, where they've all played, you know, and it, you know, I'd, I'd like to see us give it, I'd like to, you know, I want to get to the point where we've actually got our best 11 out on the park. I mean, I'm not 
not, I'm not sure we all know what the best eleven is. I'm not sure what Roby does, but, but, I, but I one thing you is. one thing you could definitely say because when you were saying earlier about um, Nevers, you know, being he's still got stuff to learn. You do think if you had Bogle and Zanzala up front, and Nevers was the one you could bring on, you know, rather yeah. than Zimba, who I think is still a little way off off the pace from the, the bits we've seen. I think suddenly that feels like a much more compelling set of frontline options. Absolutely. Providing he doesn't bring him on with only 90 seconds to go, of yeah, course. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, <laughs> so talk, talking of that, then, we had a bit of... Um, there was there was definitely controversy at the, at the game over the player of the player of the match, player of the pod. Ed, what was who was your player of the pod? I'm giving it to Will Evans. Um, I really like the look of Evans when he's played in the right position. And I think, yeah, yesterday he looked really good on that sort of left-hand side but you know he he covered a lot of ground he was getting forward to support the attacks he was getting back to try and cover in front of Scouse Lewis although perhaps not always quite as quickly as uh, we might have wanted but his work rate I thought was superb he did some of the kind of shousery that we've talked about a little bit before you know because we talk about experienced players and all right he hasn't played much league football but he's played a lot of games in the Cymru Prem he's he's won things you know and I think we should remember that he brings um an awful lot of experience it's just a different type of experience uh so yeah will evans for me um and uh yeah uh, mariah welsh i thought was was very very good as well and it was another one who covered an awful lot of ground so he gets an honorable mention well well that's annoying because mariah welsh was my, is my player of the pod so yeah <laughs> i i i really like the look of him um and the first time i saw him i, I he's he's Absolutely, the sort of midfield player that I that I really like to to watch. He he, you know, he get he tackles, he runs. He's got he's got good technique. He's got two good feet, and I I could see him providing we can you know steady the ship and stay afloat and 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 you know start getting ourselves together. I think he could have a really good season for us. And I and I thought you know he he did all of those things yesterday and capped it off with a with a great goal. You know, a really, really good clinical finish, you know, really cute finish after putting that lung bust and effort in to get into the box for that cutback. And that, again, as we were saying, you know, that that's where we can, I could see us getting some joy from, joy from him. Um, so, yeah, he, um, he he was my player of the pod. So, predictions. We got, because we're going to do a couple. We're going to go Leighton Orient away next week. Um, and then Rochdale a week after. What are you thinking, Ed? I mean, Orient's going to be tough. They're they're still top, aren't they? Um, yeah. And are in very very good form. It's hard to see us getting getting anything from from that game. If we do, it'll be a, a bonus, like I said earlier. Um, Rochdale, um, they they're starting to turn a corner, which is a little bit ominous. But um, I think we'll be all right. I think we we will probably lose at Orient, and I, I don't think we should beat ourselves up too much about that. Um, I think it's all about Dale. Let's go and get three points from that. I'm going to keep banging on about the importance of getting a clean sheet. I'd rather win one nil than you know four one sort of thing. I, I think you know just for confidence, a clean sheet would make such a difference. So I'm I'm going to say we'll get a two nil against Rochdale. What what do you think? Or it's going to be a tricky tricky one, isn't it? But I, as you know, I tend to view on the uh, the positive side of things, and I always think that. Um, you know, when I'm putting a, if I'm putting on a, you know, an acker on the weekend, you know, you look at something, you look at things with all oh, the, you know, they're unbeaten in six. Let's go with them, and they always draw or lose. So, like, I, you know, Orient at some point have got to stop. You know, they're going to have to get a draw or a loss, aren't they? So, 
Why not? Let's take a draw. I'm going to take a 1-1 one, one at Orient next week. Um, and the day, I'll really looking forward to that because I'll be I'll be taking out a second mortgage and venturing down on the train for that one. So I'm back back in back in sunny Newport for my first home game of the season. So I'm really looking forward to that. And my mate Paul, who's a Dale fan, will be will be on the pod giving his giving his view of it all. Um, they did they did the double over us last year, and we were pretty hopeless in both games. So mm. I'm really hoping for something better than that. Um, I'm with you, Ed. I'm going to go for a two 0 win for us against Rochdale. That's so yeah. I'm going to. You know, we've stopped the rot. We're going to start picking up points now. That's 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 the view. Um, so, any shout-outs or beefs, Ed? Yeah, I have. Um, uh, I'll do my beef first. I, I don't want to be a broken record, but can I have another whinge about the new uh, PA announcer at Rodney Parade? Because whinge away. Whinge I away, swear Ed. to God, if he tells us once more that we've got to make some noise, then I will go stark raving <laughs> mad. Mate, we're a football crowd. We're pretty good at knowing when to make some noise. You really don't need to tell us. Less can be more. And, you know, I know this is rich coming from someone on a podcast, but this guy really does love the sound of his own voice. So, um, yeah. (laughs) As for shout outs, uh, I mentioned it uh, on Twitter, I think, but full credit to the Amber Army for being so vocal from the off yesterday. I think all the fans were nervy. I think the players would have come out a bit nervy. There are, you know, pretty clearly people who think we need a new manager but I thought the way that the fans made sure that the players were surrounded by positivity I think it made such a difference to the mood in the ground so um, well done to them and I also want to give a shout out to um, our own listeners because as you said at the start we um, we'd hoped to kind of do a bit more for our like 10 games in pod but um, in the end we uh, we we sort of had to fall back on the various contributions we had from listeners but I thought the the tweets we got in yesterday after the match to help give us um, a sense of what people were, were thinking were, were really interesting. Um, and I also like the way that it means that we're kind of giving each other a bit of mutual support at this difficult time for Newport County fans. So, yeah, well done. Excellent. Excellent. I don't know whether mine's a shout out or a beef, really. It's, it, but I want to talk about um, the, I don't know what you call it, the music we run out to, intro music, yeah. you know, the hi-ho malarkey. Right? I can't bear the hi-ho thing, right? Um the reason I can't bear it is because it starts off as a beef. The reason I can't bear it is it's, there's, there's nothing original about it. It's not ours, right? So I think, I think I mean, I live up here, as you know, I live up in Leeds. I think Cast Tigers, the rugby league team around down the road, have done it for about, for years, right? Um, when I was at Bradford, they run out to it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's Wolves like, have been doing it for years as well. Wolves have, well, yeah, yeah, Wolves have done it for decades. Like, it's got, like, there's nothing original about it. So I, I don't want it. Um you know, when we when we came back to Spitty, um, you know, we we did the whole um, the boys are back in town, didn't we? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we've got a song and it's run lads shoot lads, right? That's what we should run out to. Tinty and the crew have done a have done a modern scar version of it. Yeah, it's bouncy. Yeah, yeah. Why are we not running out to that? That's my shout out. And if we're not going to run out to that. Martin has uh, at the exiles exiles analysis been saying we should be running out to the Sandman, and you know he put a brilliant thing on Twitter of some American college team that runs out to it, and they they were all in they were all in orange tops, the whole ground was bouncing. It was a brilliant, and I know we have run out to that a couple of times. Again, that's not original. We've got a song, we should run out to it. I don't understand why we don't. Please, can we run out to run lads shoot lads? There we go. Yep. Send, send them an angry letter. Yours, angry of Leeds. <laughs> and, and as always, thank you, as Ed was saying, to the people who've got in touch and given us some things to think about. 
Um, we're always pleased. You don't have to wait to match days. You're always pleased to hear about any feedback you've got on, on today's pod or anything else we do. Suggestions for topics you'd like to see us cover, get in touch. We're at 1912exiles on Twitter or we're 1912exiles podcast on Facebook. And for those of you who use it, we're on LinkedIn as well. But that's all that's left for me to say is to thank the panel, which today is Ed. Thanks, Ed. Um, and thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, stay safe. Keep it county. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.